0: I'm Dr. Orion Teraban and this is PsychAx Better Living Through Psychology and the subject of today's short talk is rule out the confounds rule out the confounds so this is something that is extremely useful to do before seeking out professional help and yet I see folks not doing this all the time in my clinical practice basically it means have you already attempted to exclude all other plausible contributors to your current problem before seeking the assistance of a professional. It sounds simple, but you'd be surprised how often folks don't go through this process before engaging my services. So for example, a person might come to me complaining of high levels of anxiety or even a history of panic attacks. And in the course of treatment, it comes out that he's drinking six or seven units of alcohol on a nightly basis. Now, if you don't know this, alcohol is a neurodepressant. It inhibits the sympathetic nervous system. And in its attempts to restore homeostasis, this stimulates the sympathetic nervous system to work more intensely to counteract the effects of the substance, so that when the alcohol intoxication eventually wears off, the sympathetic nervous system no longer has an inhibitor to push against, and it now feels like it's kicked into overdrive. And in many respects, the felt experience of the elevated sympathetic response is functionally indistinguishable from anxiety. And so now the question is complicated. Is this person legitimately dealing with an anxiety disorder or is he experiencing the withdrawal syndrome of acute alcohol um, withdrawal? And until the individual makes an attempt to abstain from alcohol for a while, there's really no way to resolve the ambiguity satisfactorily. And it's hard to create an effective intervention or treatment plan if the actual problem hasn't yet been reliably identified. And this is something that a person, in most cases, could have done on his own before contracting with a therapist. As hard as it is, let's try to go two weeks without drinking and observe its effect on anxiety. Best case scenario, hey, I'm not getting as anxious. Maybe I need to focus on restricting my alcohol intake as opposed to seeking help for panic attacks. And on the other hand, if that person were to stop drinking for two weeks only to find no change in his anxiety levels, then that would be useful information for the therapist he may subsequently choose to engage to treat the anxiety. I mean, any decent therapist will conduct a drug and alcohol history fairly early in the course of treatment, especially if someone presents with symptoms of an anxiety disorder or a mood disorder in general. Then the individual can say to the professional, hey, I tried this, this, and this, didn't actually solve the problem, what else you got? This will help make that session way more useful, effectively giving you more bang for your buck and increasing the likelihood that you're both on the right track. So if possible, rule out your confounds before seeking out professional help. So that's what I've got to say. If you have a topic you would like discussed in a future episode or would like to set up a consultation, you can contact me at psychhackspodcast at gmail.com. Talk to you soon.